Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America, and I'm your host, Don Q. How's everyone doing today? It is December 29th, 2021. I hope everyone out there had a great Christmas and uh, got to spend time with the family, uh, regardless of what Dr. Fuck, Fuck, I mean Fauci uh, had to say about things. But I just want to welcome you all to the show. Uh, today's show is brought to you by RedConOne.com. Great supplement company, guys. I've been telling you about them for a couple months now. Please go to their website, check them out, buy some stuff. Use the uh, promo code uh, T20 Cordimus. It's located at the bottom of whatever, whatever uh, podcast app you're listening to this on. Make sure to use the promo code, but click the link. That way it'll take you right to the website and uh, buy some stuff. I mean, new year, new you, right? Isn't that what we do? Come the come the new year, we start working out. Everyone hits the gym, try to lose some weight, trying to build some muscle and do all that fun stuff. Check out redcon1.com and they can get you on the road to a, a better body. All right. Um, on tap for today, guys, I got... Uh, I, I have a glaring, glaring thing I've been thinking about the last couple of days, and that is why are people afraid to ask the obvious question about COVID? Okay, we'll get into that. Then uh, our news of the obvious segment, and uh, hopefully, time permitting, I can get to the segment I talked about on the last show uh, about homosexuality in the USA. Uh, talking to a few people about that in person, they're like, what are you doing? And uh, just wait. Just wait. It's I'm not coming out of the closet, nothing like that. Just uh, something I've been pondering about the world we live in. And then also I want to get into a sneak peek about something I'm working on. Uh, hopefully in the next show I'll get to that. I don't want to wait too long because it does kind of revolve around Christmas. I had a lot of reflecting to do during Christmas. Obviously I didn't bring a show. I was going to do a show on Christmas Eve, as you well know. I talked about that. And... <laughs> You know, I was looking at downloads, looking at the numbers, and we went from doing pretty decent to no one listening to a podcast. And I'm assuming that's just because everyone has other stuff going on, and I get it. So that Friday, Christmas Eve, I had a lot going on. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it. And then Sunday, oddly enough, I had scans for my pesky cancer. So I couldn't uh, couldn't do a show Sunday. But nonetheless... um. I just hope everyone had a great Christmas and, like I said, was able to spend time with their family, regardless of what our government and Dr. Fuckhead and President Poopy Pants have to say about it. But, obviously, we're going to get into a long segment about COVID, because, unfortunately, it's the necessary evil of what we have to talk about. And um, so I, I was thinking about this, and I've been really pondering these these thoughts in my head, you know, the last... I don't know, last, almost last week probably. I think it's been a week since I did a show. So. so, you know, we are at the beginning of the endemic, but bureaucratically at the very beginning. Now, what I mean by that is this, regardless of what you hear on CNN and MSNBC and what Dr. Fauci and all these people are saying, we are, we are coming up on the end of this. Yeah, I know if you're listening to this, you can sit there and say, oh, well, look at the, uh, the the cases are going up. It's because people are scared shitless because of this Omicron, which alls are telling you, if you watch any news, I shouldn't say any news, but if you turn it on CNN or MSNBC, they're constantly bombarding you with cases. Oh, this state's case, you know, I think every state cases are up, cases are up, cases are up. But hospitalization is not up. In some states, it's flat or down, which means there's a shit ton of people getting tested, and they're probably popping positive. But symptom-wise, we know it's not that bad, right? You've seen memes going around on Facebook and Twitter and whatever social media you might be on. There's this one where it's the symptoms of, of Omicron, right? Stuffing, sneezing, aching head, blah, blah, blah. And then you see a thing of a uh, NyQuil, oh, found the cure, you know. And, and it's true, you know, because I'm not saying that some people, obviously there have been some people that have died from COVID. So, you know, assuming whatever, right. But most of those people, if not all those people had something else wrong with them. 
you I don't think there's I I, I don't want to I'm going to plead ignorance here, but I don't know that I heard of one case. Obviously, I haven't heard of every person that's died in America or any other country for that matter that's died from COVID, what their comorbidities were, you know, what other issues they may have had. But of the ones that I can recall that have died, when you hear about, oh, this police officer died from COVID, oh, this nurse died from COVID, oh, this teenager died from COVID, I've not seen one that they said was a perfectly healthy whatever uh, was of weight. You know, a lot of times you've seen, oh, perfectly healthy teenager. Well, she was 300 pounds. She's not perfectly healthy. You're not, you're not 100, 200 pounds overweight and perfectly healthy. You might be perfectly, perfectly healthy in the sense that your blood pressure was good or you might have a strong heart, but you were, you're not a 100, 200 pounds overweight and perfectly healthy. That, that's an oxymoron, right? But bureaucratically, we're at the beginning. And what does that mean? It means that they can't let this go. They've seen, okay, so when this all started last year, back in January, February, and then March, March is when it really kind of hit everybody as far as the lockdowns and the 15 days, the slow to spread and all that crap. Once that people were so willing to go along with whatever, whatever they said, we complied, right? We, we stopped going out. You know, a lot of people stopped going to work. Kids stopped going to school. Um, some, you know, depending on what kind of job you have, unless you were an essential worker, um, you worked from home or maybe you got laid off or, you know, whatever the case may be, we complied and we didn't even think twice about it. And then what the government did, whether it was your state or, and or federal, they threw money at you to keep you at home, keep you happy. You had, you know, rent, um, where you couldn't, you know, get kicked out of your apartment or, you know, this, that, or that. There was always these, these, these crutches that they gave everybody to, to enable them. Well, they're losing that grip because now as we start to enter the third year of this, we've almost completed two years of this shit. And I'm sure everyone listening to this, as well as myself, if you can't tell by the ire in my voice, we're sick and fucking tired of this shit. We're tired of the bullshit. But then another strain comes along, and what do they do? They crank up the scare factor. And like I told you guys before, they do this to bump vaccinations, to scare people. That's why you see these long-ass lines at these different testing sites. You see it on the news. There was a clip I played a week or so ago where there was, I think it was down in Miami, uh, look at the lines, Florida's going to hell, blah, blah, blah. No, it's because you guys are scaring people shitless. And really, they should be listening to this show, and they wouldn't be so scared. So, you know, on that note, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends. <laughs> but seriously, the, the media is literally, their job in all of this is to keep people scared, okay? And the, the government, the bureaucracy in this case, is their job to keep control. So they're working hand-in-hand to to facilitate that. Now, I've told you guys about this movie in the past, V for V for Vendetta, and I did a show with the beginning of it, you know, it was on the November 5th show. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, please go see it because I'm telling you we're living it right now. We're living a combination of that and The Matrix and a couple other movies. <laughs> but uh so um you know, why isn't anyone asking the question that maybe just maybe the vaccines are causing these quote-unquote variants. I don't like to call them variants because in my mind they're just strains. Like we have different strains of the flu. And speaking of which, before I get into this our first article, um, I saw another article saying that the flu is making a comeback. Hmm. Shocking. Maybe it's the flu disguised as Omicron. I don't know. So I, I come across this article. Now this was actually back in May. Okay. And um, this is from the Christian Research Network. So this is from a Nobel Prize winner, warns vaccines facilitate development of a deadlier COVID variance, urges public to reject the jabs. So um, before I read this, so this was obviously back in May. So I don't know what, what, what strain we had back in May. I don't know if that was the beginning of, beginning of Delta, but we had already had a couple of 
situations there. So, so this is from Luc uh, Montenegro, a French biologist and recipient of the 08 Nobel Prize in Medicine for his <clears throat> excuse me for his discovery in human Im- immunodeficiency virus. So HIV, I guess I just should have read the, yeah, the <laughs> abbreviation there. Anyway. Uh, has recently exposed the dangers of COVID-19 vaccines. Montenegro um, discussed the issue in an interview with Pierre uh, uh, Pierre Barnard of Hold Up Media earlier this month, which was exclusively translated from French into English. Vaccines don't stop the virus, argues the prominent virologist. They do the opposite. They feed the virus and facilitate its development into a stronger, more transmissible uh, variant. These new virus variants will be more resistant to vaccination and may cause more health implications than the original versions. During the interview, Professor Montenegro uh, referred to the uh, vaccine program uh, for the coronavirus as unacceptable mistake. Mass vaccinations are a scientific error as well as a medical error, he said. The history books will show that because it is the vaccination that is creating the variants. He explained that there are antibodies created by the vaccine, forcing the virus to find another solution or die. This is where the variants are created. It is the variants that are production and the result of the variants. So <clears throat> we've, we've discussed this before. It's like the flu shot. You know, we've had, I don't know how many years the flu shot's been around, but every year the flu strain changes because it's a vi- like like I said in this article here it's a virus it's it wants to live a virus is a living thing right it doesn't want to die just like you don't want to die i don't want to die right so it's constantly mutating to survive so think of it like this it's like a cockroach <laughs> um and in that sense that it um, it constantly wants to live. You could chop its head off. You could chop its legs off. It's going to keep trying to live. And that means it's going to spread from, it's going to find a weaker host, and then it's going to mutate, and then it's going to change. And it, I mean, isn't it strange how they know the the name of the variant when it first starts? It's not like, okay, they don't have these variant. It's not like a hurricane, like every year, beginning of hurricane season, right? Okay, these are the 26 named storms. We got A through Z, starting with, you know, Andy and then Beth and then, you know, whatever, right? So this isn't like that because if that was the case, it would have been in alphabetical or even using the, the Greek alphabet, it would have been in alphabetical order and it hasn't. We've skipped letters or we've, to use Jen Psaki, we've circled back to other letters, so we're obviously not in alphabetical order where it started with alpha, beta, blah, 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 blah. You know, it didn't do that. It bounced around. So why is that? Did they already have the variants um, assigned to these uh, Greek letters? Well, then if that were the case, you know, I'm assuming this is all assumptions, but I'm just, just work with me here. If that's the case, then that means that they already knew what the variants were. And in that situation, if if you have, I don't know how many letters offhand are in the Greek alphabet, let's say there's 20. If you said, okay, we have 20 strains of this, of this flu, we're going to assign them Greek alphabet letters for whatever reason. And, but you know that the variants are different. Delta is different from Kappa and Omega and da, 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 da. Then why wouldn't you make a vaccine specific for those variants, right? Well, obviously, that's more difficult. That's more of a designer medication. You can't just pick and choose because in that case, you'd have to have 20 different vaccines. But realistically, we're not going to get, we're not far from that. I mean, in Israel, they're already starting the fourth booster round of booster shots. But I got more on that here in a second. Let me, this is another article. And oddly enough, this is from NPR. So if you've ever heard of them, they're very much a left-leaning liberal publication now this was also back in february so we had uh, may and february so this was earlier in the year this was before a lot of your your um your variants and or like i call them strains have have become more prevalent so 
this uh, the title of this goes vaccines could drive the evolution of more COVID-19 mutants. So um, <clears throat> mutant coronavirus can make vaccines less effective. At the same time, vaccines can contribute to virus mutations, but this is the slow pro- process and should be manageable. So what what they just said there, I don't even know how far I'm going to read this article. I'm going to see how big it is. Yeah, I'm probably not going to read this whole article because it's basically the same as what the other one said. But just in that title right there, mutant coronaviruses can make vaccines less effective, right? And we've heard that. So the last handful of of uh, variants, they've said, oh, the uh, the Delta, you know, the the um, the shit, what's it called? The jab, I can't even think. The vaccine might work for it. It should work for it. It'll make it less. It'll make it less um, harmful. You know, you, you'll still get the symptoms, but they won't be as bad. To the point where now we're at this Omicron, and there's and even Fauci himself said that the uh, the vaccine won't do much good, but yet in the same breath they're still pushing the vaccines. Um, and why is this? So on the last show, <clears throat> I talked about the vaccines and how I read a a study on how there's a there's a research out there showing that the the more you take these vaccines, the uh, more damage you can do to your immune system. Okay, so this is from Steve Kirsch's uh, Substack. New studies show that COVID vaccines damage your immune system, likely permanently. So this is December 24th, so it's just the other day. Now, before I read on, if you guys recall, I made the comparison to these vaccines in the same light of a man doing uh, testosterone treatment. The more testosterone cheap treatment you take, the more your or the less your body is going to produce testosterone because it's getting it from from another source. So the more you take the COVID vaccines, it's damaging your immune system and it could be permanent. So the vaccines are making it more likely you'll be infected with Omicron 90 days after you are fully vaccinated. To keep vaccine effectiveness high against Omicron vaccination every 30 days is needed. Now, like I've said before, if, if, if you have to take anything every 30 days, it's not a vaccine. It's not, it's, 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 a, it's medicine. It's a, it's a vitamin. It's a supplement. It's not a vaccine. When in your life, whether you're you know, a true anti-vaxxer, and I don't believe that I'm an anti-vaxxer. I've been vaccinated from you know, polio and, you know, whatever else when you're a baby. Now, uh, I mean, I wasn't vaccinated against chickenpox because, you know, back then they didn't have that. And our vaccine for chickenpox was to whoever got it in the neighborhood, hook up with them and everyone in the neighborhood got it. And that's called natural immunity. But you got the polio and the, I don't know, all the, the measles, the mumps, the rubella and all that other shit, right? You didn't have to go every month. You didn't have to go every year to get that. Those are vaccines. I got the polio vaccine. Guess what? Didn't get polio. <laughs> I got the, the measles vaccine. Guess what? Didn't get measles. And for the life of me, I can't recall going every 30 days, 90 days, year, three years, five years, 10 years, and getting those said shots. I don't remember doing that. So that just because I'm not taking this vaccine doesn't make me an anti-vaxxer. It makes me uh, wondering what the hell you guys are doing. Or So... If you're worried about Omicron, guess what? After 90 days, the vaccine you, that they gave you is going to make you more likely to get infected for Omicron, not less. The longer you stay on the vaccine treadmill, the harder it is to get off in the future, and the easier it'll make it for the virus. In short, we've been lied to about the vaccine. It is protecting you less and less over time. While you may get the benefit for earlier variants, the benefit for the other variants and likely other diseases is going to be negative. In short, you're getting a short-term benefit against Delta, but at the expense of degradation of your overall immunity to anything and everything else. Not this, and this isn't about COVID. This is anything. But I mean, the quote-unquote vaccines are for COVID, but what he's saying is this is going to weaken your immune system, not against COVID, but against anything. These vaccines 
may help you win the war against a variant that soon may be rare, but the price you pay is that you make immunity to everything else worse. It's a dumb trade-off, especially since early treatments work so well. And what he means by that is your the monoclonal antibodies, the hydroxychloroquine, you know, the ivermectin, the different the different things that they've had that are proven to work and are proven medicines that's been around. But people are making, but <clears throat> the people that are making the laws don't believe any of the science referenced in this article, so we'll continue. Alex Meyer alerted me to this game-changing tweet about a study in Denmark, which instantly went viral, as you can see from the number of retweets. So this, uh, Ezra Levin posted this, this Study shows that after three months, the vaccine effectiveness of the Pfizer and Moderna against Omicron is actually negative. Pfizer customer, uh, customers are 76% more likely, and Moderna customers are 40% more likely to be infected than unvaxxed people. Did you catch that? So Pfizer, 76% more likely. Moderna, 40% more likely than someone that's not vaccinated. It's called natural immunity. In summary, refuse to comply with the mandates. Okay? I've posted stuff on Facebook, and it's just... The, the longer these vaccines have been around, you've got... I don't know what the number is now. It's 63% or whatever of the countries vaccinated. Some fully vaccinated. I've heard people... I've gotten the two-shot, uh, whatever, Moderna, Pfizer. Are you going to get the booster? No, I'm not... Why not? Why would you, I mean, if you're committing yourself to the two, why wouldn't you go ahead and get the booster? Well, I think what it is is either they got sick or, you know, maybe they weren't feeling right. Maybe they're listening to this show and they're believing what I'm saying. I'm not making this shit up out of my head. These are articles I'm reading. So this is also from Steve Kirsch's um, Substack. So this is a guy who did a thing. It was crazy, right? Um, I'm really bad with names because, uh, the, um, a lot of these guys are, are from other countries. Um, but there was two, two people that did a, a, a research. So, uh, excuse me for messing their names up. B-H-A-K-D-I, B-A-K-D-I. And Burkhart pathology results show 93% of people who died after being vaccinated, were killed by the vaccine. <clears throat> so this research was done December 10th. Uh, he wanted to check with experts before posting it. So in summary, the vaccines are bad news. So he did, they, this research was done on 15 bodies were examined. All died from seven days to six months after being vaccinated, ages from 28 to 35. The coroner... Um, didn't associate the vaccine as the cause of death in any of these cases. However, further examination revealed that the vaccine was implicated in the deaths of 14 of the 15 cases. And they most, the most attacked organ was the heart. And we've heard that. We've heard about the, the different heart problems that a ton of people are having, whether it's kids, teenagers, young adults, whatever. But other organs were attacked as well. The implications are potentially enormous, resulting in millions of deaths. Now, this, I'm assuming, was done in America. And, and when we talk about these things and, and some of the stuff I'm giving you, we're, we think of us. We think of America, right? But like I've said time and time again, this isn't an American problem. This is a world problem. This isn't Joe Biden trying to control America. This is whoever trying to control the world. <laughs> whoever that is whoever you want to put in that place, Rothschilds, uh, NWO, you know, whatever place name here. So whoever. Um, <clears throat> so uh, the vaccines could should be immediately halted. Uh, no need to worry. It is doubtful that anything will happen because the work hasn't been published in a peer-reviewed journal, so it will be ignored by the scientific community, and that's just the way it works. So. Um, basically what, what 
the bureaucracy in all this is doing, like I said, they're using the media to constantly scare. So when Trump was in office and all this started, if you recall, you watched the news and you had cases, uh, hospitalizations, and deaths. Always, right? Now, if the news, and I'm talking about all news, like CNN, MSNBC, Fox, local news, whatever news you watched, it had that little ticker in the bottom corner giving you the updates. And it might have, if you lived in Florida or whatever state you lived in, it might have even given you world cases, uh, U.S. cases, and whatever state cases, right? It was constant ticking. Well, why don't they, why don't they do that still? Is it, you know, have you ever thought of that? Well, the idea was nobody liked Trump. They, the swamp, the people that don't like Trump, not the people like regular Joes like me or you. I mean, not me, but you know what I'm saying. But the they in my scenarios didn't like Trump. They didn't like what he was doing or trying to do. So he had to go, right? What better way to get him out than to make all of this look like it's his fault? Not even that it's his fault. I mean, we've come to realize we know whose fault it is. We know China had a lot to do with this, and we're pretty sure that Fauci had a lot to do with it and his minions. But um, we... uh, It was, it was the reaction to the uh, COVID scare, where he Trump was more of the seemed like more of the idea of kind of like natural immunity will will work, and then yeah he was pushing vaccines and warp speed and all that stuff, and now he's been coming out touting the vaccine. Well, of course he wants to tout the vaccine because he wants to take credit for the vaccine. The funny thing about that is and where I don't think he's paying attention to this. So if he's listening to the show, (laughs) I hope he takes my words and and runs with them. But not that Biden's doing this by his own fruition. He's not that smart. So his handlers, whoever's writing his, his copy for him, they're telling him and they're putting down on paper to give Trump credit for this. Give Trump credit for the vaccine. Why? Because people are dying from the vaccine. Deaths are happening. 60-some-odd percent of the country is vaccinated, yet we've had three times the amount of deaths than we did last year when there was no vaccine. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that the more the vaccine gets put into people's arms, that the more variants or strains or whatever you want to call them are around, the more people are dying? And how come we don't see those numbers? How come now you're starting to see cases? Because they want to get everyone tested. Because you might have covid and walking around with this Omicron, and it's not really bothering you a whole hell of a lot, but it could be there. So I just guess the numbers up to scare people more. Why to go get the jab? Like I said before, if you, uh, for example, I was at the grocery store after I left the gym today, and I had to pick up a prescription, you know, from going to a doctor, and uh, not for nothing, guy, and you know, goes up to the pharmacist, probably my age, maybe a little younger. Uh, you know, I have an appointment to get my, my vaccine. She goes, okay, you know, ask his name. He tells her whatever. And she goes, okay, so he had an appointment. And uh, she goes, I just need to see your vaccination card. He goes, oh, this is my first shot. And I, you know, whatever. I, I'm not here to lecture. Well, I am here to lecture you guys, but I'm not at the grocery store to lecture them. And I'm not here to judge anybody. I've told you guys this before. Please, if, you're, if you want to get it, get it. By all means, knock yourself out. Just do me a favor and talk to your doctor, please. And that goes for people in my life. If you're listening to this um, and you're thinking about getting the vaccine, please talk to your doctor before you do it. Don't just do it to do it. At any rate, um, this guy, like I said, probably late 30s, early 40s, whatever, first, first shot. Now, my question, if I was going to say anything to him, is why? Why now? Why are you deciding to do this now? He's He's been eligible to get the vaccine for, you know, a while now, probably six months. But why now? And it has to be because of this that's going on. The fact that the people running 
the show <laughs> don't even know what the fuck they're doing, but yet we're going to take their words for everything. This is from Politico. The CDC sharply drops estimate of Omicron prevalence in the U.S. So the CDC significantly reversed its model of breakdown of COVID-19 variants on Tuesday. This is just this past week. Estimating the Omicron strain. Oh, look at that. They're calling it a strain. Sugar water. Accounted for about 58.6% of U.S. cases as of December 25th. The public health agency previously estimated the rapidly, uh, the rapidly spreading variant accounted for 73% of cases, case, cases nationwide on December 18th. It is now revised down to 22%. <laughs> Significant drop-off falls outside the agency's earlier 95% prediction. So they predicted 95%. Then they addressed 73%, but it was actually 22%. So tell me that's not a scare tactic. Tell me they didn't come out with a 95% prediction. Then they tell you it was 73%. Oh, we were wrong by 20%. No, you were wrong by 70% because it was actually 22%. So (laughs) the agency said uh, the disparity was due to the rate in which the highly transmissible Omicron spread. So, of course, you know, we're going to blame it on them. We're not wrong. It's them. So, the interesting thing is this. So, this this was on, um, what was what's today? Wednesday. So, this was Monday. This was before Joe Biden decided to go on, put a lid on the week. This is Monday. I'm putting a lid on the week. So, he had a, uh, a uh, like a Zoom call, I guess, with different governors across the country. Uh, this is what he had to say. Look, there is no federal solution this gets solved at a state level so look there is no federal solution it's a state matter right so my question is this on that if there's no federal solution why the mandates joe why are you pushing osha why is this going to the supreme court why if it's a state issue not that i agree with what's going on in new york and washington and these different states but out of his own mouth is what Don uh, Don Don DeSantis, no Ron Ronnie Double D, was saying. This is in, you're infringing on the Tenth Amendment, the state's rights to govern itself. Okay. So, in my opinion, now this is supposed to go the OSHA thing supposed to go before the Supreme Court. I think the fifteenth or something of January, fourteenth, fifteenth. So you've basically. <laughs> won the case for the states and lost it for yourself because you just said there's no federal solution. It gets resolved at state level. So if that's the case, you're basically stepping away, even though, you know, during the, you know, the uh, election or when you were running, you were going to rid, rid the country of, of uh, COVID and you were the man to do this. You had all the answers and you ain't done shit, but killed more than three times the amount of people because of this because you had all the answers so interesting thing is so they they have a subcommittee going on with some congress people and uh, this is representative jim jordan and he's uh, talking to one of the doctors and uh this was a question this is a two-minute clip so just just bear with me and, and listen to this Dr. McCary, what's the budget at uh, CDC? Do you happen to know that? CDC, it's about $9 billion, sir. How, how about at NIAID? What's the budget there? $6 billion. What about NIH? What's the budget there? Uh, between 42 and $43 billion. 42 and 43 So I do the quick math. That's like $57, 58000000000 billion. That's annual, right? Annual. Do you know how many people work at uh, CDC? 31,000 people between CDC and NIH. 31,000 people spending $58 billion a year. Uh, Why hasn't our government done a study on natural immunity? If I can be honest, uh, Representative Jordan, I don't think they want to know the answer. It would undermine the indiscriminate vaccine, vaccination policy for every single human being, including extremely low risk people. I saw in your opening statement, that you're actually doing a study on natural immunity. Is that right? 
That's right. With private funding, Johns Hopkins, my research team is doing a study. Other countries have done this study. Is that, is that correct? Uh, most of our learnings come from Israel and other countries, yes, sir. The Israel study is the largest study done worldwide, and it found that natural immunity adjusted for age and comorbidity is 27 times more effective than vaccinated immunity. The scientists in our government at the at CDC and, and, and NIH, they don't account for that? They don't talk about that? They, what, what do they say about that study? They never talk about it um, unless asked, but I would say that they are doing worse than being absent on the topic. They are undermining natural immunity through two studies that the CDC did that are so flawed, that are so uh, poorly put together, honestly, they would not qualify for a seventh grade science fair. We can spend money. Some of that 58 billion and some of the resources at NIH and CDC can be used to fund gain of function research and give a grant to EcoHealth, who then sends some of that money to uh, a lab in, in Wuhan, China. That's just fine, but we can't find any resources to deal with a fundamental question about natural immunity and so much so that you have to go out and get private funding to do it yourself. It's either they know the answer and don't want the American people to know, or they do know the answer and are trying to hide. So there you go. <clears throat> Just like I said, they know the answer. They don't want you to know the answer. $58 billion, like, like uh, Representative Jordan said there. $58 billion, we can give money to China that more than likely started this whole situation via our funding or partly from our funding but we can't focus on natural immunity and or therapeutics or precursors not so much vaccines but like Pfizer came out with this pill finally uh, I don't know that it's a good thing or a bad thing I haven't really heard much about it but more so the therapeutics, the the monoclonal antibodies, the ivermectin, the hydroxychloroquine, all the different situations that were talked about, and you know people roll their eyes and shake their head, and this is crazy. Why, why hasn't research been done on those things along with the natural immunity? You know what I'm saying? What, whatever happened to natural immunity? Why do they want you to take this vaccine when it's been proven to possibly kill your, your immune system and make you more and more dependent on these vaccines? Because I said this before, did a post on Facebook, guys. If you go to our Facebook page and follow us, um, I actually put a video up there that has a lot to do with this, um, about the deaths and the, um, the people they did the research on from the vaccines. I did a, put a video up there. I didn't want to play it here. It was like 15 minutes. So if you want to check it out, go to our Facebook page, Don't Tread on America. But <clears throat> it's about control. This has nothing to do with health. It's about control. They want us to be slaves to the grind, servants to the high master, whoever that high master is. I mean, if you want to get biblical, is this more of a satanic thing? Is this good versus evil? Is this God versus Satan? I don't know. I don't think this is the show, the platform for that. There's other podcasts out there for that. I mean, I'm going to probably get more into some of that stuff and start making those comparisons because I believe it to be true. And uh, it worries me. I think, I think the powers that we're dealing with are more than... Um, <laughs> more than you know a Biden or a Trump or a Rothschilds or a Soros or uh you know Schwab or the WEF or <laughs> I don't I think those are I think those names you know whether you want to say Trump's good or bad whatever those those players Gates and all these different players that are involved in all of this they're players. They're players in a the game. They're not running the show. I don't know who's running the show. I don't know that it is a a Bill Gates or a Klaus Schwab or a, a George Soros. I don't think it's any of those people. I don't think I don't even know that it's the Rothschilds. I think these people are funding situations. I think they're put in place by a higher power to to do these things. And depending on what you want to believe on in the Bible and 
if it is a situation of good versus evil and who's taking the mark of the beast and who's not and all these different things. I Like I said, I could get into a whole other show about that. And uh, I don't want to lose you guys because I want to believe that you guys believe. But like I said, that's a that's a, a bridge to cross on another day. But for now, I'm going to be done with COVID. How does that sound? I know you guys are stoked, right? I want to get into something else here. And I don't know what it is, but it's going to be this right here. News of the obvious with your host, PCGC. That's me. All right. So <laughs> I came across this article. Um, and uh, this is <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's not funny. I guess I shouldn't say it's kind of funny. So um, the uh, governor of Wisconsin, right, and all his brilliance, uh, for you guys that are listening or gals that are listening to us from Wisconsin, you know this. So Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers will consider more stringent bail laws after the Waukesha Christmas carnage. Well, gee, that's such a great idea there, Tony. Um, You would think that if you kept people in jail until I I shouldn't say this you should be able to bail yourself out but you should make it if this is a repeat offender of whatever the case may be maybe you should make it high enough to make that person have to stay so uh, Wisconsin governor told a local TV station he might support might support more stringent bail laws after career criminal Daryl Brooks was released on thousand dollar bail and allegedly plowing uh, end or four or whatever. So, and allegedly plowed into the Christmas parade, killing six and injuring more than 60. Before I read on, <clears throat> so thousand dollars bail. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. So if you, if you have an a thousand dollar bail, usually you go to like a bail's bondsman. They only need 10%. So that's a hundred bucks you had to come up with. I think that's how that works out. Or it's a thousand dollars and, I guess you get that. I don't know how all that works, but nonetheless. Um, before I read on, is it is it not weird that maybe he did this because he's coming up on an election year? Maybe. And his the person that's going against him, I read, I can't recall her name off the top of my head, but she's being supported by most of the sheriffs in that state. So... So Evers cautioned that stakeholders hmm, would have to participate in a potential reform, according to News 3, which conducted a year-end interview with the governor. You hate to use tragedy like this um, to create an impetus to change, uh, he told the news station. But if everybody sits back and takes a breath, there's way, way more that people um, have violent past could have a higher bail. I'm open to that. The state's top politician is still considering whether to launch an investigation into Milwaukee DA John Chisholm after the office bungled the bail and of alleged uh, Waukesha, or as some people call it, Waukesha, not to insult the great people of Waukesha, the killer Daryl Brooks. A junior prosecutor requested $1,000 bail after Brooks allegedly ran over his ex-girlfriend with the same red Ford Escape November 3rd, leaving tire marks on her leg. At the time, he was free on $500 for allegedly open fire on a nephew during a fight over a cell phone the previous year. So he was out on bail for uh, over a fight, or, you know, a fight over a cell phone. So he was on bail for that. He was runs over, allegedly, runs over his ex-girlfriend with said ex, uh, said uh, red Ford Escape. Then he gets put on $1,000 bail for that. And then he does what he did in Waukesha. So, he obviously, and we've, we've heard this, had a record, had a rap sheet, if you will. Um, I tell you what, to be a criminal, if you, if you choose to be a criminal, check out the states and the cities that do these bail reforms, and that's where you want to go because obviously you can get away with murder or damn near close to it or a lot of shoplifting if you live in San Francisco. Anyway, so he obviously had a history of, of assault of some sort, 
right? A short history, like even if you just take the two incidents, you just take the fight with the with the nephew, and then the 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 incident with his girlfriend or ex girlfriend, that should have put him in jail. He should have not have been given bail after that, right? Or, or at least not that low of a bail. So Brooks' mom posted a thousand dollars and were freed, was freed six days before the alleged use of the same SUV to mow down the holiday goers on uh, November 21st. Uh, yeah, well, number one, I think the DA needs to be looked into, see what the deal is there. And I'll believe it when I see it, Mr. Uh, Governor Evers, if you actually do that, because you obviously are very weak on crime and criminals because just pardon another 30 uh, people this at the end of this year to give you a total of 337. So uh, Democratic Governor Tony Evers announced Tuesday that he's pardoned 30 more people, raising his pardon total to 337 over three years in office. Evers has now surpassed nearly 300 pardons that former Democratic Governor Jim Doyle issued over eight years in office. So in three years, this dude's done more than the the other guy did that had more than 300 in eight years. Republican governors uh, Tommy Thompson and Scott McCollum issued 262 pardons before Dole took office, and Republican Governor Scott Walker didn't do any during his two terms before Evers defeated him in 18. So you can kind of see where they're leaning. Now, obviously, there was some 262 between two Republican governors. Uh, or if you want to say, if you want to throw Scott Walker into that, between three, between their last three Republican governors, you had less than 300 pardons. And between your last two Democratic governors, you've had damn near uh, 650. <laughs> uh, now's not the time to be a... Uh, governor or mayor or senator, congressperson, whatever, DA that's running on a defund the police, uh, <clears throat> defund the police platform or a police or bad platform or whatever the case may be because uh, it's kind of biting your ass. There was a situation, I think, in Chicago where you had two uh, city council people that were, uh, one of them was carjacked, I believe. Uh, and she's one of the ones that's anti-police and defund the police and whatever. So kind of get what you get, right? All right. Well, it looks like I'm going to get into some gay shit here in a second. But first, I want to talk about our next sponsor, Maker's Mark Bourbon. That's right. We are a brand ambassador for Maker's Mark. Check them out. New Year's is right around the corner. Get you some Maker's Mark and make it a party. All right. Homosexuality in the USA. No, that's not a John Cougar Mellencamp song. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because I am not gay. No. So I, I, was, I was having a discussion the other day. And my question was, when you're watching TV, not even so much TV. Like, I don't... This this would be another news of the obvious for people that actually know me. I don't watch a lot of current television, uh, so whatever. But so watching older TV shows, ten, twenty, however many years old, it's familiar. It's easy to watch because really I'll watch more History Channel and news than I watch TV shows. I think my biggest TV show that's more current that I watch is Blacklist, and that's on. I watch that on Netflix, so whatever. Um, but in today's television, more current TV, there's a lot of, and, and like I said, not so much in the TV show, like I, I can't speak on the TV shows, I don't watch a lot of them, but commercials is where I'm going with this. There's a lot of gayness <laughs> in commercials. I can't tell you, I watch a commercial, no matter, no matter what the, what their sponsor, what, the, whatever they're selling that's usually man, man, woman, woman. Uh, and then, then they even get to the point where, and I have, I don't care. I don't care if you're gay, number one. I don't care if you're mixed race, number two. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. I just don't need to be, I don't need to see it 
in 20 commercials a day like it's the norm. Because when you see things like that, when you see these commercials and you see these TV shows and you see movies and you see this and you see that, you see the the person that's running the Bond franchise, for example. I can't think of her name offhand. But the the, the Bond that's current, I know, once again, I'm not hip on movies and shit like that. I'm not sound like old fuddy-duddy, but whoever the current Bond is, this movie he just did was his last so they're moving forward in a different direction. So rumor has it they might have a transgender bond or a female bond or whatever. Okay. Why? Either just get rid of the Bond franchise and let it be at what it is. Or it's something else. It's not Bond. If you put a female in there and you put Susie Bond, it's no longer James Bond. How can you be James Bond if you're a chick? Right? No offense to women. I'm not saying you can't do that. But be something else. Be your own person. Be Susie Smith, the crime-fighting whore that wants to fuck dudes. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying. Why do we got to fuck with shit? Just leave it as it is. If you want to have a, a spy, you know, the 007 franchise, she could be 007. Just be something else. She don't have to be James Bond. She don't have to be gay. She don't have to be trans. She could be whatever. I think the thing is, is when you see these commercials, you see these movies, these TV shows one would think that the whole country's gay, right? If you didn't know any better and you came from another country, you would think everyone in this country was gay <laughs> based on this because it's, it's on TV like it's normal. And like I said, not only is it gay man-man or woman-woman, it's they have to go above and beyond to be at its full extent of wokeness to the point of, it's got to be mixed race gayness. It's got to be a black man and a Asian man or a black man and a white man or uh, or place women in that, whatever you want to do. And they're adopting kids and they're doing this and they're doing it. I thought I saw one commercial. It was a Nerf commercial. It was around Christmas time. And I got the biggest kick out of this commercial because it's an Asian man and a black man. Okay. Now, I could give two shits if they're Asian and black. I could even give two shits if they're gay. Okay. My point is, is it's like out there. Like, why do I need to see this on every other commercial I'm watching on TV? The funniest part about it was the Nerf. It's a Nerf commercial. So we know what Nerf guns are. It wasn't like a Nerf football commercial. It was Nerf guns. So the one guy, oh, he opens the thing like he's going to cut the turkey. And it's a Nerf gun. You know, we let the kids do the cooking this year. And then everyone pulls out a Nerf gun and starts shooting each other. Well, that's cool. I can get with the Nerf gun shooting. That's I'm all about that. But I, I I don't want to speak out of turn and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I can't imagine there's a lot of uh, homosexuals that are listening to the show. But, you know, if you are, thank you. And and if, if I'm wrong, then uh, message me at the show at do, do, uh, don'ttreadonamerica.com. Go to the website. You can message me there if I'm wrong. But there's not many gay people that I would think would be supporting any type of gun, nerf or real. Because... One would think if you're encouraging the use of Nerf guns, that would lead to other guns. And, you know, we're not about that in our woke gayness. And I, I don't want this to sound like I'm full of hate speech and everything towards gays. But my point is, is a recent survey conducted among Americans, 6.4% of females and 4.9% of males identify themselves as part of the LGBT community. So... For shits and giggles, we're gonna we're gonna split the difference and say five and a half percent, right? Five and a half percent of men and women consider themselves part or identify themselves part of the LGBT. Over recent decades, studies sh uh, have shown that American society has grown more welcomely or accepting to its members of its community. However, Discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identify, I'm sorry, identity is still serious concern in the U.S. In 01, 53% of respondents stated they believe gay or lesbian relationships to be morally wrong. But in 2020, this number has fallen to 32%. So, like I said, I personally don't care. You want to be gay, be gay. If you want to be mixed races, whether you're gay or not gay, that's cool, too. I really don't care. <laughs> it really does not bother me. What bothers me is that 
the constant barrage of of gayness and is literally 5% of America. So what do we got? 330 million people in this country, 5%. I'm just spitballing. What's that? 1.5 million, I think, roughly, 1.7. It's not a lot of people, okay? <laughs> um, I don't understand why the push to make this so accepting is it to protect those 1.5? I mean, I'm not saying there's not hate. There's plenty of hate in this country. Okay, and I get that. And it needs to stop. We are all God's children. We can all get along. Um, I think the biggest problem is, is the flaunting of it. And it's even worse now that we, we we're in a country that's so worried about, about it. And it's, I'm not talking about they're trying to sell uh, Nerf guns or Frosted Flakes or whatever. That's whatever. I can choose not to buy Nerf guns if that bothers me. Guess what? I buy Nerf guns because I like to fucking shoot Nerf guns. Uh, I could not buy Pop-Tarts. Well, guess what? I got grandkids. I'm buying Pop-Tarts. So I, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I just want to know why. Why do we have to flaunt it like half the country is gay or more when it's literally 5%? To the point where now we have an office for diversity, equity, and inclusion in the Department of Defense. Hmm. So, welcome to the OED. That's Office for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Is an organization aligned under the office of the <laughs> office of the Undersecretary of Defense, Personnel and Readiness. Um, that develops and executes diversity management and equity opportunity policies and programs affecting active duty and reserve component military personnel and DOD civilian employees. Okay. Once again, we need people, whether it be men, women, gay or not gay, that can man a post hold a rifle, drive a tank, drive a Humvee, fly a plane, a helicopter, or whatever else you want to do, I could give a shit less if they're sucking dick or eating pussy. Pardon my French. But my point is, is we don't, <laughs> what was it? Uh, was it Bill Clinton? Nah, don't ask, don't tell. You know, keep that shit to yourself. I don't want to hear about it. I'm with that. All right, Bill, you had a great idea. Hey, thanks, buddy. Just saying, what you do in your own time is your business. As long as it doesn't affect your job, whatever that job is, whether you're working at you know the local grocery store, or you're manning a post, or you're fucking flying a plane, whatever the case may be, as long as you're able to do your job, I could care less, right? To the point where, in the meantime, you have um, other countries, mainly Russia. And uh, China, who want to rip our fucking heads off to the point where they, China, created this bat disease that's ravishing the world to make us look like fucking idiots where we're fighting with each other. And that might be a show to get into down the road where I did a show on the next civil war. Maybe it's upon us. And this was part of it. Weaken the country from within so you could attack it from outside. But... um. The, uh, I don't know why I had this on here, but I had it here for a reason. But anyway, <laughs> I have military slogans. Um, we're so worried about offending or not offending or making sure everyone's inclusive. When in peacetime, that sounds great. Everyone's inclusive. Everyone's great. It's super. Who cares? Um, I don't know if you <laughs> listen to Jesse Kelly. He was on with Tucker. This probably a week or so ago. And he had made a comment about, uh, he, you know, we need to make sure most of the military isn't gay anyway, and we need to make sure we can fight a war. Who gives a shit? But instead, we're worried about women being on aircraft carriers and, you know, you know, on submarines and whatnot. In the meantime, how many of the, I don't know what the percentage, I think 50 some on percent of these women end up pregnant. And why is that? Well, let's think about it. Back in the day, and when I say back in the day, I'm not talking that long ago. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think it's been maybe 20 years, if that, 
when they started letting women on these uh, on these boats, you you um, for the most part your enlisted personnel are what 18, 19, 20 years old, right? Um, even the ones that went the route of officer school are still in their mid twenties. Okay. So they're still kids. When you put a bunch of kids together on a boat and they're isolated for months at a time, shit's going to happen. Right. We all went to high school. Shit happens. And the problem is with that is it's high school. So you remember high school. You remember the games that everyone played with each other and how if you had a girlfriend you broke up with her and you had all the bullshit and all the high school games, right? Well, imagine being 19 years old and you're on a boat and you're you know, on deployment for six months. Um, shit's going to happen out there too because you're still kids. You're still hormonal, hormonal active and you're going crazy and, you know, shit happens. I get it. Uh... So maybe, just maybe, we need a little bit be a little bit more worried about the enemy at hand instead of worrying about making sure that everyone's included and everyone's inclusive. I, I didn't want this to sound like a, a gay bashing rant session, uh, and I'm sorry if that's what it sounds like, but it's a gay bash. No, I just, like I said, if you're gay and you want to be in the military, whether you're a man or a woman, great. I don't care. Once again, as long as you can do the job, whatever whatever you're going into, whatever branch of the service, okay, whatever whatever that is, and I, I want to go in the Marines and I'm going to be an inf- infantryman. Cool. As long as you can run the, do the the job that needs to be done to become a Marine, not scaled down because you're a girl or because you're gay or because it bothers you too much to be sweaty. Who cares? This is the rules. If you want to be in, you got to you got to do this. Who cares? Okay? We can't have different sets of rules for different types and of people. It's the rules. These are the rules. If you want to go into the army and be a helicopter mechanic, great. As long as you can fix the fucking air, aircraft, more power to you. I can give a shit less if you're gay. Could care less. Okay? If you want to go in the Navy and be a SEAL or be a, you know, whatever, first mate, I don't know what the fuck's in the Navy offhand. Uh, great. As long as the job can be done, I could give a shit less. Why do we need an include? Why, why do we need a diversity department in the de- Department of Defense? Okay. It's bad enough that we have it in everyday life of places you may work where we have to make sure we have a certain level number of whatever working at said company. Why can't we just hire people, whether it's the military or wherever, to do the job that needs to be done? Who gives a shit what color you are, what what ethnic background you are, what sex you are, what sex you like, what sex you don't like? <laughs> who cares? As long as the job can get done, who really cares? The way I look at it is, if being gay is an abomination in front of God, that's going to be your problem down the road. In the meantime, can you do the job? Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know, and if you can't, you're gone. All right. I'm going to touch on this just for just for a brief second. And I'm just going to pose this question. And this is what I'm going to get into maybe on the next show, but it's going to be soon. If it's not next show, I might just make it a, a separate whole situation and post it. It might not have anything to do with a show. I might just do this down the road. I say down the road. I might do it tomorrow and post it sometime this weekend. And it just be a short little situation on some stuff I've been reading. But the question is, why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th? Okay, you guys think about that. I'll do the show later, post it. Maybe we can have a back and forth. Um, go to our website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. You can from there you can click connect to the uh, social media links. Find me on Twitter. Find me on uh, Facebook. Whether it's the show page or my personal page, uh, the links are also at the bottom. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. 
And let's have a discussion. Why do you think that is? And then we'll get into it at a later date. Okay? So, with that being said, it is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. Hopefully this won't be the last show of 2021. I'm I'm probably going to do a New Year's Eve show, maybe. I said that for for Christmas Eve and I, I balked on you, but... I, I probably have more availability this Friday than I did last Friday. But nonetheless, you guys have a great day, and I will talk to you later. Hopefully, it'll be one more show this year before I uh, bid adieu. But nonetheless, you guys have a great one. Go to our website, subs- uh, website, subscribe, check us out. Go to our social media, check us out. And please, guys, please, please, please share this with your friends Let's keep the DTOM train rolling, and let's do this. And uh, other than that, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you later.